All right, friends, welcome back. This is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. Uh, we are back yet again with our study on the Genesis, uh, journey through Genesis, Genesis 7, verses 13 to 24. Uh, today we have a lot to go over in such a short period of time. Uh, we, we are going to talk about God's wrath, His grace, uh, what, what this ark is all about, but also uh, what everything is about. Everything, everything, todos, las cosas, everything, todos, is about. And this is what we're talking about here today. Uh, but why don't we just kick in? Uh, again, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moral Park, California, 93021. If you've ever, uh, uh, if you ever need a, a sermon, a devotion, um, uh, a Bible study in the past, archived so many different ways, please uh, go to our YouTube YouTube's, uh, channel, Faith Lutheran Church, Moral Park Search, that word, uh, but also go to www.faithmorepark.com. Uh, M-O-O-R-P-A-R-K, uh, for more info as well. Uh, so please use those resources for your own benefit and edification. All right, why don't we begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. Lord, we thank you for your, your promises that you keep. Lord, we know that through the flood, many would die, but yet at the same time, your life, you, I mean, your promise uh, continued as you led Noah and his family uh, through this great and difficult time. Lord, bless us in this life. And, and though we face many different challenges and afflictions that the evil foe may have upon us, Lord, guard and protect us and grant us faith and wisdom as we are to see the days ahead under your name. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, uh, wherever, however, in whichever way you're listening to this, thank you for being here with me. And um, I pray that this will go well with you. Now, a lot of good stuff here. You know, when we think of knowing the flood, I think a lot of times we really simplify it, saying, yes, there was a boat, there was evil, there was a flood, there was Noah, and, and there we start over again, right? Uh, it's, you know, as we dig deeper and deeper into uh, this time, uh, there we find much about uh, what Noah was going through, right? And the challenge that he also faced, uh, him and his family, in this great difficult time. But here we see in Genesis 7, if you could turn to it, Genesis 7, 13 and following, um, I will read it for you. It says, On the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and three wives of his sons with them entered the ark, they and every beast, according to its kind, and all the livestock according to their kinds, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, every winged creature. They went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all flesh, in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Right? So clearly we see, when we talk about uh, Moses writing this, uh, there's a lot of repetition here, and again, that continued steadfastness of, of what God called them to do, and they were actually doing it. Noah and his family were going in, the animals were going in, and, and here we clearly see that uh, uh, by that, uh, the breath of life uh, was on this ark, right? That life in the midst of death was upon this very ark. What's life? Commanded by the Word of God. This is the life 
that God has given Noah and his family. And that is of his word. This is everything, right? I don't want to jump the gun here. But anyways, uh, when we look at Genesis uh, 7, we very well know, 13 and 16, we very well know that there is the wrath of God, that his punishment, I will flood, as we talked about earlier. He does not change his mind here, but rather he says what he promises, and there is wrath for those that reject his name. And we see it in the flood. But also at the same time, we see what? We see grace. We see Noah and his family, the animals, all on that boat. This boat typifies what grace is all about. Without the word of God, there would be no boat. Without the word of God, there would be no knowledge of the truth. Without the word of God, Noah would not have the understanding and faith uh, to do what he did. Right? This is all credited by the word. And again, this is who our God is. It's by his word that he sends the wrath of God for those that rejected him. But it's also by his word that he uh, gave us the ark uh, and, and commanded Noah uh, by his grace to save the eight souls and all. Again, why? <laughs> We're talking about grace. Ultimately, uh, for not only starting over uh, when it comes to humanity, but from, from this family line would come the promised seed, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. So when we talk about the plan of God. It's, it's very profound, honestly, as we dwell upon what this flood was all about. Very profound. Yet at the end of the day, this is how God works, right? There is the flood, there is the, the ark, and here we see in verse 16, and those that entered male and female of all flesh, uh, him. and the Lord shut him in. You know, um, I, am a, I love movies uh, natural disaster movies, right? And, and usually, uh, whether you've seen, um, I don't know, movies such as like Twister, remember that one? Uh, hurricane or a tornado movie, uh, or any type of movie, they're always trying to barricade themselves from the dangers that are at hand, aren't they? That's right. That's right. My grace is sufficient, right? Uh, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, Thank you for that, Cafe Sola, and it's good to see you. Good to be back uh, and see you here interacting. Um, sorry if I don't see all that y'all type because uh, I'm always looking at the whiteboard. So uh, the things that you type on my phone, or it appears on my phone for a couple seconds, but then it disappears, so I don't get to see everything that you type. So um, I'm not trying to ignore you or anything. <laughs> but here we see uh, the Lord doing what? He's shutting them in, right? He is protecting them. Again, a picture of grace. He is guarding them. He is preserving their life, right? Because it is, he very well knows what is at hand. And that is the danger is imminent as the waters from both ends, from the bottom of the well, the ocean, to the top of the skies, raining down, all like this. And, and how, I mean, that in itself uh, would be very terrifying for us. Uh, imagining ourselves in their shoes, knowing what they all went through. But yet, the Lord protected them. He shut them in from any further danger. Now, it's almost as if, uh, when we talk about shut him in, it's almost a picture of, of the seal. Right? Yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, you know, as a good Lutheran, you, you very well know where I'm going with this. Is that the Lord shut him in. The actor of the verb, the subject of the verb is our Lord. 
This is what he was doing. This is his work. He was shutting them in into a safe place. Now, when we talk about water, right? You know what I'm talking about here. When we're talking about water, what should immediately going on in your mind? It is the water and word of holy baptism, right? Now, when we talk about Noah and the flood, of course, uh, in the passage of water, through water, there would be the restoration uh, of life, life on this very ark. That when the waters would soon subside, you know, if we count all the days over a year, uh, we very well know that there they would uh, continue on with humanity uh, from Noah and his line, right? But, Again, when we talk about seal, um, this is a, a guarantee, right? This is something that God has done. He shut them in. He sealed them in. And again, he protects them. Now, again, when we talk about guarantee, when we talk about seal, when we talk about baptism, remember 1 Peter 3.21. What is 1 Peter 3.21? Um, corresponding to Noah's flood, baptism now saves you, right? That's right. Those attached to Noah are saved. We in baptism are attached to Christ and are saved. Thank you, Matthew Glover from Over the Water. Love the Netherlands, by the way. Good soccer team. Good soccer team. Anyways, the point is, is here we see the seal, right? And that is to which we are sealed. Remember, this is God's work. He shut them in. He seals us all by way of the passage through water, right? Remember, holy baptism, our seal is our guarantee, knowing that that is to which we flee in this dark world that we live, knowing full well that we are robed in his righteousness, right? Uh, Galatians, uh, that we are baptized in the Christ. Whoever is baptized in Christ has put on Christ. Uh, That Romans 6, we are sealed in his death and resurrection, that we're connected. This is what our baptism gives. Remember, when we talk about the ark and all that is to be had in this flood, this was all by the command of God. This wasn't their decision. This wasn't their idea. This wasn't their reason. But rather, this is the Lord doing his work, the Lord of grace, who is protecting them and guiding them by this very word, right? So that seal is very important in terms of water and our baptism because that is your concrete blessing and your objective truth that you trust in this life of faith, knowing full well that this is where God works. And because of his graceful work, this is who you are and this is where your faith trusts. Noah, his trust was in the word of God. Your trust is in the word of God that seals you from the fruits of his death and resurrection upon that very cross empty tomb. There we have the seal. Baptize. Go. Matthew 28. Baptize and teach. Right? All in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Right? This is the, the, the seal to which we are grafted into his name. And, and this is what God has given to us. So that seal, that protection in the midst of the world that we live is very important. Why do I say this? Because we are not living, as my, my new term is, we're not lily padding. Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, we're not froggering, right? We're not trying to escape. I think in this world, everyone's like, you know, we, we got to go somewhere else. We got to do something else. We got to escape the predicament that is at hand. And, um, you know, I remember um, 
you know, um, my, my mentors uh, would always say, you know, when, whenever you're deliberating another call, you know, as a pastor, it should never be because you're trying to escape. Oh, I missed that, Cafe Sola. Darn. Um, <laughs> if you could cut and paste that again, I'd like to see it. It looked like, it looked like you, have, you had something long to write. Uh, but um, we're, we're not escaping because what do we see right here? Because we see the word to which we are sealed, right? We're, we're not trying to escape to something bigger and better, hoping that our life will be complete because of it. But through the word, remember last week we talked about it in Genesis, that through the word, Luther says, our life is preserved and protected. Only through the word. That is how we ought to be equipped. That is why we study the Bible. That is why we hear God's word on a daily basis. Because here we see that through the word, it is everything. The word that keeps us. Um, very good. Very good. That's right. Thank you uh, for that Timothy reference. Um, and, and here we clearly see that by that very word, we are sealed. The confidence, the boldness knowing that even in the midst of the dark world, even in the midst of suffering and every affliction, it is through the word to which we stand, to which we are afloat in the waves that desire, in every winds and wave of doctrine that desire to tempt and tear us apart, washing us to and fro, no, by the truth of God, by his word, there we have life. So very important here when it comes to who's doing the work, that the Lord shuts them in, the Lord seals them in, and so he does with you all by the body and blood of Jesus. Of course, the sacraments that are the fruits of those very things. Uh, but here we see it, right? Clear? Make sense? I, I think this is very important because, again, you know, we need to be able to discern what is really going on in our lives. If I don't see the spiritual reality... Yeah, I'm going to puzzle piece everything together in hopes of trying to have a better life or trying to better my conditions or trying to fulfill, you know, everything that is uh, to, to have life or to uh, uh, have a better life. And, and when we talk about uh, failing to see the spiritual, um, yeah, we, we think we can go on that pursuit to, to find that. But no, we, we can't do that. Right? It's not a human thing. It's a spiritual gift that God gives us life by his very word. And there, as I always tell my children as they go off into the world, you know, it's a dark world out there, but I tell my kids, you are, you are shaped by the Father who defines you by his word. May this word grant you wisdom as you go out into this dark world knowing full well that you are shining in the midst of a dark world, right? And I pray for my kids that they are able to discern, but how are they to discern? By knowing the word and studying the word and being in the word. Without the word, there's nothing to discern because we don't know how to discern if the word isn't our foundation. Right, Cafe Sola? As you talked about foundation right there. We, 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 can't, we can't discern, right? So therefore, when we talk about the word, and now Noah was given this word of life, there he saw the world. And all those years as he was building that boat, yeah, that's right, shut in by the Holy Spirit. All, all those years that he was uh, uh, building that boat, and all the years that I can imagine everyone ridiculing him, it reminds us of how he continued to follow the word. You know the story, and, and I don't want to go off tangent, but I think I'm going to forget this. The story of the rich man and Lazarus. 
You know that story, right? The rich man who ate sumptuously, who had fine linen and clothes, and who in this earthly life seemed to have everything. But who was uh, Lazarus? He was a poor man who had sores, where the dogs were licking those sores, and he was considered the least of the land, right? In the world's eyes, in this dark water of, of wickedness, they thought they had everything, right? When in fact, when the floods came and the wrath of God came, um, they had nothing and Noah had everything. During the time, everyone thought that Noah was a fool, right? Um, but when the floods came, like Lazarus, he had life on that very boat, right? The rich man and Lazarus. What a good comparison to that paradox of how we live in this temporal world, what people think is everything, when in fact, in this life of faith, we are, let, let's say, people think it's foolish. They, people think it's uh, uh, ridicule our faith, right? Uh, uh, and, and how we are, let's say, uh, people just kind of push that aside. But in reality, when we ta- look at the flood, the word is everything. For Noah is that testament, right? All right. Don't want to belabor that point, but very important here when it comes to seal, baptism, and the gift that God gives. All right? This is what, how he works for us. All right, uh, 17 and 18. Why don't we read that together? My voice is going. I've been talking too much. The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated, right? It floated on the face of the waters. So many would see, you know, in the New Testament, uh, uh, they would look at the boat and they would say that that is the picture of, our, of the church. As Christ is the anchor, uh, he is the captain, and, and the church is that boat. Now, again, uh, is the ark the church? Is that what the picture, you know, when we talk about boats, when we talk about floating above the waters, and this is uh, definitely a picture, right, uh, of the ark as the life given to us by the very word. And that is where the church is, right? I mean, when we look at this picture, this really basic picture that I drew here of, of the world that we live in in the dark waters, and do we see the church as a boat? I mean, do we see a church... Or do we see a church simply like everything else in life? It's just something that we do. Um, it's just a body of believers that get together once a week and, and get together because they believe in the same thing and it's just what we do. I mean, what is, what is it about the boat? What is it about the life of the church? And I, I think we need to always remember that we flee uh, to the Word of God because we know that that is where we are preserved and cared for in this life. Right? It's, it's a very urgent and more, uh, what's the word, uh, more important thing than, rather than just saying, I spend two hours with the Lord every week. No, it's, this is the church. This is where the word is given. This is where the sacraments are administered. This is where the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, does what? He, he, he creates and sustains faith in us um, by the giving of his word. And that's what gives us life in the midst of the dark world, Right? Um, it can't wait, right? Uh, th- this word can't wait uh, by our own convenience, but rather we need uh, this word. We need uh, his life-saving message. Uh, we constantly need to hear this in 
midst of all the、uh, tumultuous seas that we face. Right, this is where we have our life, and, and that is of this ark, Noah. All that the word that he followed, here he would have life as he was floating above the waters. Right.、Um, very important there,、um, and how we see the church today. Right, and that's why you know, friends. You know, someone told me the other day that, you know, I I pretty much、um, I never deviate from. From the work of Christ, it's always Jesus.、I、never deviate from that. It's always the gospel. It's always from the law to the gospel, from the law to the gospel, the scalping of God's word as He goes into our souls and and cares for us, diagnoses us, but also remedies us. Right, because this is the life of who we are. It's all by the work of Christ. There's nothing else. Everything is of Christ. Right, everything, nothing else. Right, it's all about Jesus and what He has done. And there, in in this word,、uh, there we have life in the midst of the in in the midst of the gray and latter days, the storms that are facing us, in, in, in all that is uh, uh, spiritually speaking、uh, that we are faced with in this in this life. There we have life in His Word, and that's why we stick to it. You know, we don't do anything new under the sun. We're not adding or subtracting to this very word as a church. We just continue on preaching the truth of God's living and active, life-giving Word, and that is of the law and the gospel, right?、Um, and, and that is how we trust in His Word, not believing that we need to bring something innovative or new or creative or a technique or a mystical strategy. No, just preach the Word, right? Hear the Word. That word is Christ, right? But pastor, I want to hear something else. No, we don't need to hear anything else, right? This is the word that gives you life in the midst of what we are facing. For Noah, the same thing. Anyways, trust me, the devil says, "Come on, preach something new." And my answer is, well, what is there else to preach when this is everything, right? That's right. That's right. That would be interesting, right? Anyways,、um, yes, this is where you are at, friends, because Christ is Christ is there with us, and we are anchored by His promises. Right? I know. Type life is tough. You know this world that we live in right now. Oof, it is, it is very difficult. But remember where you're at. How do you know by the very word of God that you hear and study? Right. This is the very word that points you to Jesus. That yes, I know that through all things. Just imagine being known as family on this flood. I mean, just imagine that we we talk about the mountains in 19 to 22. If you want to read that right there, you know everything was submerged. Everything. Just imagine the the terror and the horror of what they were facing. That all the world, the mountain tops were covered by water. Right? I look at a mountain top. I've never hiked. I'm not a hiker. But even going on top of that mountain, I'd be like, wow, how majestic this is. But just imagine water submerging that whole, that everything, even even the tallest mountains of the land, and there, eight souls and all, and all the animals would be on this. In light of scaling it to the whole world, how what's the word? How how frightening it would have been to say we are the remnant, we're the only ones that are left, right? 
And this wasn't just for a couple days. Oh yeah, the water, you know, it's kind of like a sink where you unplug the, the plug thing and the water goes down. No, this is, this is going to be a trial over a year, right? I mean, just imagine being on a cruise ship for over a year. You would get tired. You'd have all the amenities, of course. This is different. This is all of humanity dead. Eight souls in all in this ark for a full year, right? A time of testing, but yet there they are on that boat reminded they have life in the word to which God has given to them. Right? All the meanwhile, verse 19 and 22, we see what? We see the punishment of sin. There is a penalty for sin. For those that reject the word of God, there we see in 19 to 22 that he would blot out every living thing, right? Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. This is the punishment for the rejection of God. And there they would receive it. You know, God doesn't want to, a lot of people don't want to talk about God's wrath, but he is wrathful. He is. Um, and, and here we see it. Uh, people do have that consequence uh, of when they uh, reject and turn to wickedness as their idol, as their being. And, and that's the result. Right? So, uh, closing today, and this is going to be a little bit, verse 23 and 24. Uh, when we talk about, and I just read it for you, he blotted out every living thing that was on the face uh, of the ground, uh, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Right? Luther says right here in the quotes on, your, on, on the board right here, Nevertheless, because Noah keeps the word, it is correct to say that he keeps everything. Right? So much was lost in the flood. But here on this small boat, in light of all the world that was submerged, there Noah is a reminder to us that he keeps the word and he keeps everything. See, we go back to that rich man and Lazarus. We go back to the wickedness of the world. What did they believe before the fall? That they had everything, right? They had everything in this temporal life, all their idols, all their carnal pleasures, all their covetousness, and ultimately, as their own little gods, they went on their way thinking that they had everything. But when the floods came, it turned everything upside down. Noah, once everyone thought was foolish, now him, eight souls, and all, along with uh, the animals two by two, there they would have everything. Do you believe this? I'm not going to get too preachy here, but yet I might. Nevertheless, because Noah keeps the word, right? That he keeps everything. Think about that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that this is what the word gives? Because Noah's in the flood clearly shows us that this is what the word gives. Without the word of God, Noah would be like everyone else. But with the word of God, they're given to him, shutting him into this boat. There they would have life and there they would have everything. Is the word everything for you? And that's the question. This is the tension that we face. 
Because trust me, if you, if you archive all of your actions in this life, you'd be like, well, my actions really do show me that maybe my life mattered the most and his word doesn't really mean that much. Maybe it's my football game that I want to watch rather than hear God's word. Maybe it's um, Johnny's uh, baseball team uh, that needs me there rather than uh, hearing God's word. Maybe I'm just tired because, well, um, you know, I'm just tired and I just want to stay home. And that word can wait next week, right? Uh, Now, what are we saying there? All those things. Or I don't have time. I'm too busy. What we're really saying, honestly, as sinners is, his word really isn't everything to me. That I have more important things to do. And the devil, that's his billboard material right there. That's his billboard material. That's, that's what he says to us, right? Like, you know, studying God's word right now as you're with me, you know, as you're with me right now, it's not just here in God's word, Right? But it's a time where we are being fed and sustained and rooted in what is everything to us. Just imagine Noah saying, no, I want to go 400 feet, 350 feet, not 450, not 75, not 35. No, let's, let's, let's kind of scale it down. Or Noah says, oh, I don't want to do that. Look at the whole of the world. They're, they're living there. Say, please, why do I have to build this boat? Right? Why do I have to do this? I want to live like everyone else. Because everyone else looks like they're having a good time, that they have everything, and I want that everything too. That's the tension that we face. Do you see it in your life? Do you see the temptation of this flesh and of the devil and of the world? I definitely see it. Nevertheless, because Noah keeps the word, and this is, this is um, a faith. It is correct to say that he keeps everything. Everything is of the Lord. Everything that is apart from God is nothing. But with God, we have everything. And the picture of the boat on the gray and and, and tumultuous seas, there we very well know that in this word of faith, there uh, we have everything. Or is it your mammon that's everything? Or is it your retirement fund that's everything? Or is it your grain house, storehouses that you're holding up? Is that everything? Right? Hearing God's word in this crucial, most important time, Noah and his family are reminded that the word was and is and shall always be everything. Because their being on that ark was all attributed and credited by the word that is everything in that very moment, magnifying that this word had rescued them from sin and death and the power of the devil, right? You know, I can't lily pad my life. I can't escape things in my life. I I can't just run away, right? That won't make anything better. We see what happened um, with all the wicked people that ran away to their own way. No, it's fleeing to God's word. It's resting in his promises, knowing that he has given me everything. That is why it's so important to review the creed. That's why it's so important to pray the Lord's Prayer. That's why it's so important to hear and receive God's word into the preaching and teaching. Because we're not living on platitudes, my friends. That's not everything. You know, it's not this do-goodism of morality, thinking that if we're good, then God is good with us. Transactional theology. This isn't theology. All these. No, it's not that. 
Right? It's what has been given to us by his very word that he keeps us in the true faith, Apostles Creed, Article 3. And by that very word, we are preserved in this life because there in him we have everything. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. All blessings, right? We're not just saying some of it or compartmentalizing or saying, God, you can have this 90%. Let me have 10% and then we'll, we'll be good on that. That's our relationship. No, everything is of him. And that's what we learn here in the midst of the cautionary reminder of the wickedness that would befall all of humanity. But yet at the same time, what was once nothing was now on this ark, as the world thought was nothing, now on this ark is everything, right? Many think that the cross is foolish, right? Many think, as the scripture says, but we know that by his death and resurrection, and on that last day, this is not foolish. This is everything. Right? Your pilgrimage of faith, my friends, is always looking forward to what is to come. Noah looked forward to what is to come, and that is the promise of God fulfilled. You are looking forward to what is to come in that last day. We're there right now. People may say, uh, this word isn't that important. It can wait. Do You do you, all these things. But for us as Christians in this life of faith, his word is everything. The sacraments, the word, divine service, the, the study of the Bible, all these things are gifts that God works on you, creating, sustaining you in this pilgrimage of faith as he feeds you uh, more than anything of this world, but everything in his word. And here we have it in the picture of Noah. On that ark, in the midst of the most treacherous flood that was ever known to man. Right? bigger than any natural disaster, as all of humanity would only be on this boat, left alive, all by the word of God, which in this magnified situation is absolutely everything. Right? And that's why as a church, what do we do? It's fire hydrant stuff, friends. We continue to fire hydrant the word. We just, everywhere, everywhere. Because we know that this word is everything. There's nothing else. I'm, I'm not bringing anything new. I'm not bringing my personality, my strategy. You know, I'm nothing like that. Let's just stick with the word because we know that this word works, right? You know, this word is everything. We know how God works by this very word and there we trust, right? We're not going to any other option. It's only the word of God, right? And God gives a growth. Trust me, here at faith, we see it. And here at your churches as well, whoever's listening, there you see it as well, because there the word is preached faithfully, right? And this is all credited to God and what he has done. So anyways, um, we'll stop there. Wow. <laughs> Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for everything that you keep us in your word that you lead us by this faith. And through all things, O oh Lord, though we deserve your wrath, you rescue us through the water and word of holy baptism, through your body and blood on the cross, that you give us life in your name, that even through the, the, the dark and tumultuous seas, O oh Lord, you have brought us upon your ark, the ark of your word, as you continue to lead, preserve, protect us in your name. Bless us this day, Lead us in your truth and sanctify us in your holy name. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me today. 
You're welcome, Cafe Sola. Thank you for your input. Matthew, uh, thank you for your input. Blessings to you and those who are also listening online. Uh, God's blessings to you this day. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next time. Pastor John here, Faith Lutheran Church, Moore Park, California, 93021. Have a wonderful day. Love you all. Pray for you all. Adios. Hail Hoot. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.